teaching military, teaching law enforcement, teaching the average Joes, average James, self-defense and how to survive an attack, especially if you're smaller than the attacker. There, there's a lot of different benefits. A lot of people talk about like keeping your ego in check, which I think is good for, especially for young adults, yeah. maybe young men. I routinely get my butt kicked by a 55-year-old Marine. Sometimes I cry and say, stop. <laughs> At the same time. Welcome to GVEC Unplugged a podcast made by employees for employees. Hear interviews and discussions with coworkers. Stay informed about GVEC news and projects and catch up on the latest happenings at the co-op and more. Let's get started. Hey, GVEC team. Welcome to the award-winning GVEC Unplugged podcast. Part of our initiative here at GVEC is to promote health and wellness, in this podcast, we are going to dive into the world of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Our guests today will include two GVEC employees who practice and compete in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and two community members who own a BJJ gym here in New Braunfels. I'm Gunnar Cantu, communication specialist and your host for today's podcast. Let me go down the line and let my guests introduce themselves. All right, guys, tell me who you are and a little bit about yourself and your BJJ experience. We'll start with you, Matt. Sure. My name is Matthew Hopkins, and I work in IT, and I am a systems administrator. Sweet. What office are you out of? I'm out of the walk. So uh, a couple of years ago, I guess maybe three years ago now, I had taken a break from working the nine to five, and I wanted to find something to do that was difficult. And I was kind of get Googling through it, and I found jujitsu. And so I went into kind of the first class, got the first week for free, and then from there, just been addicted to it, right? And can't stop going anytime I can, five, six days a week. For a while, I would go maybe twice a day, three or four days a week. Yep. And just, yeah, got completely obsessed with it. It definitely lends itself to, I think, individuals that are interested in action and reaction, and kind of strategizing to a certain extent, but also being extremely physical. There's Obviously, the benefits for health and wellness as well. Yeah. Cardiovascular. I'd say the cardio is quite unique, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to dive deeper into that a little bit later. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Red Izzard. I work in the Aquaro office. I'm a first-year apprentice lineman. Okay, tell us a little bit about your BJJ experience, just briefly. I'm fairly new to it. I'm going on eight months. Jiu-Jitsu and mixed martial arts is something I've always wanted to do. I finally got a chance to do it, so nice. not looking back. For sure. And then we have a special community guest, Mr. Everett and Ashton Holmes. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. I am Everett Holmes. I'm a certified instructor under Gracie University of Jiu-Jitsu, and we have a school out here in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, New Braunfels. Hi, my name is Ashton Holmes. I'm actually a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Women Empowered Instructor, also an assistant to the Gracie Combatives and Gracie Bulletproof Program here in New Braunfels. Nice. So that's the New Braunfels gym. What gym are you part of, Matt? I'm at NBTC, which is New Braunfels Training Center. Nice. And double you? five. Double five. My gym that I go to is in Coro, Texas. It's jiu- uh, family jiu-jitsu and karate. Awesome. So I'm going to start with Mr. Everett Holmes. Just give me a quick history of the jiu-jitsu arts and how it was introduced into modern culture. Well, the jiu-jitsu I study is 
Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, and it was brought from Brazil to America by the Gracie family. This style was invented by Grandmaster Elio Gracie. His oldest son, Hordeon Gracie, was the one who actually brought it to the States using UFC, teaching military, teaching law enforcement, teaching the average Joes, average Janes, self-defense and how to survive an attack, especially if you're smaller than the attacker. So from there, I watched Hordeon Gracie's videos back in 2004 when I was going to college. And from there, I messaged one of his sons, Hannah Gracie, through MySpace and asked him how I can get into not only training, but I was very interested in teaching because I liked yeah. the way Hordeon Gracie taught. Yeah. Years later, graduated college, moved out to New Braunfels, got certified to teach in 2015, and been teaching ever since. Now, there are different types of BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, correct? Is yours the same as the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, or you practice a different type, Matt? The two primary would be like Gi and No Gi, and I guess most gyms will teach both. Okay. There's different gym affiliations. Like I said, Double Fives, the one that I go to, there's Gracie. There's 10th Planet. 10th Planet would be one that would be an example of focusing on nogi. Okay. Doesn't have an entire dress up, so there's no grips, basically. So for the layman, what's a gi and what's a nogi? Yeah. The gi is going to have essentially like a jacket and pants. And yep. you can utilize the jacket and the pants and a belt. And you can utilize all of those for grips and positions and so on. And nogi, typically you're going to wear like a rash guard on the top, something slick. Some people do it without any top, but that's going to be depending on your gym. <laughs> and then just some shorts. No grabbing of clothing at that point. So you can still do the wrist grips behind the neck. A lot of wrestling translates over too. Yeah. So basically, in other words, if you're listening right now, the gi is like the traditional karate looking uniform. And, oh, and, yeah. and the no gi is just like moisture wicking shorts. Is that what you wear, Rhett? We do both. We do gi and no gi. What's the better? Is there opinions on that? There's a lot of opinions on that. Yeah. yeah. What do you, what, go ahead. I'll ask them. What's better, gi or no gi? I have a funny answer because with Gracie University, we think of jujitsu through the programs we offer. There's mm -hmm. Gracie Bulletproof where we talk about psychological and verbal and physical bullying that happens a lot with kids. We talk about Gracie Combatives. That's something we teach with this a general self-defense program for beginners where we talk about someone bigger, heavier, stronger than you is attacking you. What do you do? Okay. We have racy survival tactics. That's for military and law enforcement. This jujitsu with weapons. What if you're a law enforcement officer and a suspect tries to grab your weapon home and we have women empowered? I guess the idea is we're more street ready. If you're in law enforcement, you're wearing a uniform if someone attacks you. So to be able to move with the gi on kind of mentally and physically trains your body what to do in those positions. For women, we wear jeans and stuff. So when you have gi pants on, you're learning how to be flexible with your body with wearing that kind of clothing. As much as it's fun and more flexible to wear leggings or spangs, we have to be realistic for us and our situations of what we're wearing. Same for the kids. It's more of teaching them the principles of, hey, you have a job to go to every day, you have a uniform you have to wear. It's just kind of instilling those principles and discipline, understanding, hey, this is a uniform, this is what you do. Nice. So overall, BJJ is used for self-defense. Is that what you would say? I like the competition side more personally. For me, I grew up competing in a lot of sports. So when I got older, I kind of wanted something to compete. I do get obsessive over points, scoring, all that sort of stuff. Which yeah. is, there's different organizations that control that, like IBJJF is one of the largest ones. Going back kind of to the gi versus no gi, 
if you're getting older, I like the gi because I can hold people down and kind of rest and take a nap. Um, some of those young kids that you go into no gi with, they're like 21, 22, whatever. Yeah. They get tired real quick. What, so talking about like the competition and the self-defense aspect of it, Rhett, what are some physical benefits that you're seeing in doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Being able to work out every day is a great benefit to me. Keeps me in really good shape physically and mentally. Physically and mentally? How so? Mentally, learning self-defense moves when you just kind of feel better about yourself. And physically, you're working out every day and you're rolling, which is it's kind of hard to explain. I guess some one of these other guys might be able to explain it better to you, but... yeah. Whenever you're rolling, you're, it's a really great exercise, and you get tired out and yeah. sweat a lot. and It's just a really good exercise overall. What is rolling for the layman's? Rolling is something, if you kind of lean towards the sport side of jiu-jitsu, rolling is trying to submit the other person, <laughs> kind of rolling on the ground. I think it can be taken figuratively and literally. Yeah. <laughs> so what, do you, what would you say the physical benefits, from I guess, from what you do and what you teach are? of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Well, the great thing about teaching Jiu-Jitsu as a job is that I'm working out as I'm working. Yeah. And when I go home, I like to be lazy and just watch movies, so I already got my workout out the way. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And just for the people listening, these guys and gals are in really great shape, so I can assure you that they are getting a great cardiovascular workout from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Matt, what are the physical benefits for you, man? Yeah, so like I said before, the cardio is completely different. I still cross-train cardio. I like to do a lot of zone two, which is like long-distance jogging, essentially, for like long periods of time. So that helps a lot with jujitsu, though, as well, because jujitsu has a lot of pause and uh, fast-forward moments, I guess is the best way to put it. And yeah. you kind of get like this hit training, mm -hmm. if you're familiar with that, like high-intensity interval training where you'll kind of like speed up and then slow, slow down, down and speed up. So it gets kind of that hit training in, at least the best I can tell from that perspective. But the other thing is, is like, if you have, for individuals that have your competitive spirit, I think the thing that benefits most is that it, it, it gives you a goal to where you're actually pushing a little bit harder, maybe mm -hmm. than you normally would in like a weightlifting scenario or yeah, something. Yeah. So I find that beneficial. I gotcha. So how does this, like, physical, like, the cardio in, involved with jujitsu compared to, like, football or something? Like Matt said, and the cardio is just kind of a different, it's a different type of cardio, you know. Yeah. Definitely get real tired out. And sweat buckets? You do sweat buckets, especially with a gi on. Yeah. You got to wash those gis, man. You do. <laughs> what are the, some of the, Rhett talked about it earlier, but what are some of the mental benefits of jujitsu? Good question. Because that's a huge part, I believe, of jiu-jitsu. Because for those that don't know, jiu-jitsu translates to gentle art. And to have a mindset of being calm and relaxed, even during stressful moments, whether you're driving and there's traffic, whether it's um, you got a, a side comment from a coworker that kind of irritated you the wrong way. There's little things throughout the day we all can relate to that just irritates us. And to have a mindset of gentleness and calmness can help you um, even more so, believe it or not, than physical techniques. We can teach you physical techniques and when are you going to use them? Hopefully never. Hopefully never that you'll ever have to use self-defense techniques, you know. But at the very least, you can have that calm mindset that comes through learning these kind of techniques that you have to use every day. So that's, I think that's a great 
aspect of jujitsu, the physical and psychological aspect. So is it some sort of like almost meditation-like or? I think I would agree. I like that word. It's almost meditative-like. What are some of the mental benefits for you? Yeah. These are two different styles, correct? No, I understand what they're saying too, right? Yeah. To a certain extent. I, I practice yoga for the meditation. There you personally. Go. Yoga, is that something new? Yeah. Is that a new trend? Is that like jogging or jogging, would you call it? Yeah, jogging. There you go. Yeah, it's a very new trend. There you go. Yeah. But you, they do cross over, right? Yeah. Which is really interesting. You find a lot of crossover between the two, or I do. The more I practice both mm-hmm. of them, right? I'll be like, oh, I can use that here, or I can use that here. But back to the mental part, I'm, there, there's a lot of different benefits. A lot of people talk about like keeping your ego in check, which I think is good for, especially for young adults, yeah. maybe young men. I routinely get my butt kicked by a 55-year-old Marine that can't compete with it. I have to be like, okay, I need to learn more. I need to keep going. And that might be my dad. Yeah, probably. But as you train, you also get the mental satisfaction of noticing the results. Yeah, yeah. That's big, man. And that means that helps you, I think, everywhere else in life where you can be like, because a lot of us have that, or I always had the tendency of trying something and then just like putting to the side. Yeah. Right. But like once you start practicing jujitsu and stick with it and stay with it for a long time, you start to notice like, oh, like I can improve it anything as long as I spend the time and put the work in. So mentally, I think like for over the long term, yeah, that helps a lot. So how do you rent? I'm 23. 23. And you, Matt? 36. 36. And you, Mr. Holmes? I'm 38. 38, man. You guys are still youngins. And each one of y'all's classes has like a children's and women's class, correct? Or gyms? The women and men train together, I think, at mine. But I think they used to have a women's only, but I don't think it had enough. Sweet. We have a kids class and then the women and men train together in the adult class. Nice. There are kids classes. My son goes as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the crazy combatives, bullyproof for kids, and then we have the women in power that's women only. So I guess the reason I ask is because jujitsu is almost like a level playing field, right? Like as long as you're trained pretty well, you can at least defend yourself if need be against somebody who's just off the streets, correct? Oh, absolutely. It's, the program is designed for your opponent to be someone bigger, faster, stronger than you, which is a little bit different because the jiu-jitsu style that the Gracies teach is more of leverage-based. We're using techniques how to use our body leverage. But for a female and a male that's different, we have to level out that playing field. And that's not by using power and strength and speed. It's more precision, timing, and technique. I would say from 13 and up for young ladies and women, it just helps build that confidence of when you go somewhere. Whether you have a pass of any type of physical altercations or if you just want to be confident to, hey, I'm going on vacation. I'm going on a cruise with my girlfriends. I'm going with my family somewhere. We're going to go down to the town. You just want to have that confidence, that empowerment that you can defend yourself if need be in a situation. So we always say jiu-jitsu is not just on the mat. It's off the mat as well, which plays a lot for women as well. You you definitely don't want to go in there with the confidence of, oh, I can beat anybody because that's not going to always happen. So you're going to want to always diffuse because you never, it could be, what you learn is like the most unassuming person could be a complete assassin. Yeah. And you don't want to be in an altercation with that guy. Right. So, um, like I talked about, like diffusing this, those situations. Rhett mentioned earlier that he found out at a training that you guys both do jujitsu and he mentioned that you guys were at a competition together. Was that correct? Yeah. He was competing. Talk to me about the competition aspect of this. So there's local competitions and then there's larger competitions that are 
like IBJJF where we're in the open. And there's a lot of them around the area. So they're in Austin, they're in San Antonio. They, they run them quite frequently. I think competitions are great because it does help you learn to start calming down your nerves. Yeah, yeah. So there's this kind of, if you were to go into like a street altercation, right? Um, under, I think competition could actually benefit you from that perspective because you're going to have, you're going to start to learn to control your nerves yeah. in a situation where you're kind of, you're elevated, right? And so I think, but I always get more nervous when my son's competing. I'm okay, but as soon as he is, my heart's like, um, I'm like, yeah, trying not to yell or anything. Like, be cool, be cool. Yeah, that's precisely kind of why I put my kid into be in their class, and okay, just so he could get used to that. Because you know, when I get into a situation like I'm, I've never been in a situation where I've almost gotten into a fight. Wink, wink. <laughs> but there have been points where my adrenaline was flying and my voice was cracking, my eyes get watery, and I was like, how do I avoid? getting to that point and well when we started learning about bjj like 10 years ago and try to introduce it to my kids but i think it's worked wonders because now my son wrestles and like i could never go mano a mano in front of like hundreds of people and it's just them to basically trying to submit the other one it, it just fascinates me on how he's able to control his emotions and the adrenaline and stuff like that how did you do at this competition right I did okay. I play second. Second? That's not okay. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. How about you? How's your competition experience? Uh, it's been okay. It's hard once you get to. So I got my blue bell last June. Yeah. And so now I have to go to the opens and stuff. If I sign up for a local competition, it'll be like, okay, and there was nobody else. So do you want to fight a three hundred pound purple belt? And you're like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, I might go. I've done it. And just yeah. like rolled with them and knew I was going to lose, but it's not really worth your money to go pay 200 bucks for a competition and just roll with one dude that is either extremely below you or extremely above, ahead of you in your journey. But when I was at White Belt, I did compete and it was good. I had, I think like two silvers and a, and a gold. Nice. So we're talking about belts and I for, totally forgot to, to ask you guys about that, but what uh, Gracie uses a belt color system. What color belt are you, Mr. Everett Holmes? Purple. And you, Ashton? I am a blue belt and pink belt. Blue belt and pink belt. How about pink belt? <laughs> the women empowered. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And what color belt are you, Rhett? I'm a white belt with three stripes. Oh, yeah. You got a long way to go, buddy. Dude. Just kidding. And what color belt? You said I'm blue, one blue. stripe. Yes. Briefly explain the Gracie color system, if you will, Mr. Holmes. No, I think it's different for self-defense jiu-jitsu, Gracie yeah. jiu-jitsu. So I can attest to that somewhat where... White belt, you're just learning the basics. White belts are the newbies. Yes. That's pretty common across the board, correct? Yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily say there's some white belts that are pretty good and once yeah, you yeah. if you there there are white belts that have been doing it for years. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say just general consensus. White belt and Grace Combatus program, you're learning to defend yourself. Um there's thirty six techniques to to master in that program to get good at because these are 36 most common attacks in a street fight. Yeah. Once you are pretty good with that, you test. And when we send that test to Grace University, when Henry Gracie either gives a thumbs up or thumbs down, you either pass or you don't. Yeah. You do, you get the combatus belt, which is a white blue belt. From there, you go to master cycle where you learn 
more techniques on top of that. There's 60 lessons, 60 techniques per stripe on the blue belt. Yeah. So it's a long journey from blue to purple, and you're just getting good at the little more advanced and fancy techniques, I would say. Yeah. Things that are less likely to come across in a street fight. Yeah. So the further you go into purple, brown, black, you're getting the techniques that you're not really going to see in a street fight, but it's just something you can get more in depth into an understanding of specialized techniques. On average, how in the Gracie system, how long does it take, on average, a person to obtain their black belt? Oh, you know what? I, since I started in 2004, and, and what, it's 2023 now, and I'm only a purple belt, and that's kind of funny. It's I'm taking too long. So yeah. what it is... Stop I, watching movies. <laughs> uh, never. No, so what it is is uh, I spend more time learning to teach yeah. and how to help kids, how to help women, how to help law enforcement, how to help military, how to help the average Joe who doesn't even want to step on the mat. Yeah. And then that's the kind of thing I want to specialize in is helping people, helping the yeah. community. And from there, when I have time, when I stop watching movies, I'll kind of train for myself and slowly rank up. But for me, it was never about the color of the belt. It was just helping people. Nice. And is this the belt system similar what you're doing over there at your gym? Matt? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, white, blue, purple, brown, black. Gotcha. And then as far as like average time, that's going to depend on the individual and it's time on Matt and the coach. I've seen just personally an increase of the popularity of BJJ. Now you guys have been in it a lot longer than me and my family have, but would you agree that this sport is just becoming like incredibly popular? Yeah, I think it's blowing up. Obviously, it started way back with UFC, mm -hmm. um, kind of UFC 1, 2, and 3. That's the Gracies, right? Yep. And it set up this kind of competition of like different mixed martial arts versus each other. And the Gracies demonstrated that jujitsu was extremely powerful in that setting. And it, so it started growing really from there, from the UFC. And where it started to, I think, take off really... Recently, it's probably been like Joe Rogan, like you mentioned, who talks about it a ton. And then really this development of American jiu-jitsu that I like be, but I'll say that from a per, like a, a viewer perspective, like no gi is extremely exciting and there's a lot of stars there right now. You have large names like Gordon Ryan, which are just kind of blowing up. And I think that's bringing a lot of people in and a lot of attention. Now they brought in jujitsu with Michael Musumeci, who's another kind of, he's like up star. What is he like four or 11 or something? Yeah. He's the pizza guy. Yeah. He only eats pizza once a day. And if you guys are listening, the names that he just mentioned, I want you to go on Instagram or whatever and look up these guys and see how incredibly fit these people are. Anyways, like the popularity I think probably comes with not only like the, media platforms now but like social media also yeah, i worked on red red what joined eight months ago so obviously something triggered you to want to join the gym correct sure the popularity what was it i had a uncle he's 10 years older than me yeah when he was in college he got into uh, mma yeah so whenever he started training mma i was like oh that's pretty cool yeah yeah so, it is. you guys being a business owner how have you seen the popularity increase i would say definitely different if you're a self-defense school, the stories we hear from our students of surviving attacks, you're never going to hear. Yeah. I've been out to, for example, Coronado with Henry Gracie teaching. A Gracie survival tactics hosted by the Navy SEALs and what we hear from them and a bunch of other three-letter government agencies that were there and other law enforcement agencies there and the things that they have to 
use to keep the suspect from attacking them, grabbing their weapon, and how to get him in a certain position to handcuff him, and hopefully not resorting to having to shoot. You don't really hear too much about that. There are, I'm sure, events that make big news, but for the most part, there there's things that happen to normal average day people that you're not going to hear about. I'm just going to say it's different. And then... Yeah, I would say just going forward, because everything is online now, social media, you're seeing more average Americans take down bad guys using jujitsu. It's all over the place. When someone records a fire, an altercation, and they apprehend the bad guy using jujitsu, everyone, they want to know, where do you yeah. train? How did you learn to do this? Realistically, everybody wants to be a hero, right? We all want to be a good guy, take care of the bad guy. So Yeah, no, I've definitely watched plenty of these. If you're listening and you're bored sometime, go on YouTube and watch like BJJ in a street fight or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu self-defense or whatever. And you'll find some very interesting videos. Mainly that's part of the reason why we put our, our kids in BJJ was to make sure that we didn't have to worry about them when they went to school. Because, man, times are crazy these days. Is that similar to why you put your kid in? I always say my two kids are polar opposites like no, I had a, an older daughter that's 11 <clears throat> she's very shy my son very early i could tell was going to be a bully i was like <laughs> oh no so i was like let's just go get him into something that's going to like filter that into a something positive right mm -hmm. and then like his first class little kids choking him out and he's like what's going on i'm like you have to practice just yeah. you're big doesn't mean that you're better okay so we talked about the competition self-defense do you guys have a favorite story that you want to talk about briefly and in, in either competition or times you had to use jujitsu in real life scary stuff i use it on my son all the time yeah put him in a chokehold yeah do your homework i go so much from there every day and i guess that would be my favorite experience is it, it's like a family right i enjoy it a lot because everybody that i roll with and go with you know i still am going up there even though i'm injured right now i'm there every evening my son goes then i'll go after him and then sit down and chat i found that community is full of really good people and across all walks of life but you also do get to know who your public servants are to a certain extent like the cops in the area a lot of firemen train it's really it's nice to like go in and and meet all of them and build that up and the police department will come to my gym once a month or so and they train as well yeah and so sometimes i can roll with some that i haven't with with before so that's it's building a whole community is really what i like about it sweet do you have a favorite story or an event that might have relates to bjj somehow uh, i don't have no favorite story it's all a good time to me it's all a good time you're just there for the good time that's right how about you Everett and Ashton. I like that answer. That it's just all a good time. That's cool. I think of that the same way. If I had to choose one, I mentioned earlier I was out in Coronado with Hannah Gracie teaching Gracie survival tactics, and one of the members of the Navy SEALs gave me a challenge coin that had the team number and the SEAL emblem on it, and that means more to me to any you know tournament gold, silver, bronze medal. That coin is something I cherish. Nice. Now, for the people listening, Hannah Gracie is the grandson of... Yes, yeah, so Henner and Hudon Gracie are the grandsons of Elio Gracie. Elio Gracie's oldest son is Hornion Gracie. Hornion Gracie's two sons are Hudon and Henner Gracie. Hope I didn't confuse you. A little bit, but it's all right. So the head instructors of Gracie University are Hudon Gracie, Henner Gracie, Victoria Gracie, and Eve Gracie. Nice. You have a favorite story? 
And I would agree probably with everyone that I just love it all. It's great. Nice. Can you tell me more about like how you stay in shape for that besides the cardio and, or is it just the jujitsu itself? You have to eat right? What's going on here, man? I was already in what I would say pretty good shape before I started. Yeah. Uh, things physically that changed though was definitely like flexibility. Nice. Right? That's the most benefit that I've gotten is probably the flexibility. People that train would probably understand where, but I'll try to explain as best. When you first start out, your ribs are going to hurt, like a lot of pressure and stuff. And then at some point that just goes away. I always relate it to that scene in Fight Club when he says like when we started, I know, can't talk about Fight Club. He goes like when we started, you know, we were just kind of like bubbly flesh. And then after a year we were carved out of wood. And you start, you do feel that. I think like in your, kind of like your ligaments get stronger, that sort of stuff. Nice. Can you chime in on that? Mr. Holmes? I can talk a little bit about health. I don't do uh, strength training. This is an audio podcast, so you can't see. I'm just a little short, skinny guy. I do like to eat healthy. I can attest to that. You can just say skinny guy. <laughs> I do like to eat healthy. Grandmaster Hoyo and Gracie is actually big into the Gracie diet, which I don't follow strictly. I just For me, it's just general overall eating healthy is what I like to do. What about what he mentioned, though, like the hardening of the... Or I guess the getting adaptive to the physical aspects, the wrestling, the weight and all. Well, it's probably not any different for like weight training, right? Like you train weights, you get sore and then the same amount of weight, if you just continue to do that exact same amount of weight the entire time, you're not going to get sore anymore or as sore, right? Like yeah. it, it decreases. There's, there's other factors I'm sure that play a part, like your sodium levels, your potassium levels, like all that sort of stuff. I do blood tests every six months for making sure all the vitamins are in level. Yeah. So, because I found out that I was drinking too many Monster Energy drinks, by the way. There's never too many. No, there, there definitely is. Okay. I was getting really tired and I was trying to figure it out. And so they were like, my doctor was like, well, let's take a blood test. And they're like, your B12 levels are through the roof. And if you have too much B12, you actually get more tired. Yeah. So you have to like, I was like, okay, let's bring all that down. Now I drink the Uphold Energy drinks instead because they don't have any vitamin B in them. We can cut this out. We don't need to talk about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've actually gone on to a recent kick where I was like, same thing, man. Like, why am I so tired all the time? I drink four energy drinks, but that's why. Yeah. I started going to Jocko's energy drinks. Okay. I haven't looked at the ingredients on those, but yeah, like the Monster Ultra Zeros have 1,200% of your daily value of B12. Like at a, after a certain point, that's just going to make you cra like Correct. not even a crash. It's just like you have Shut so down. much. In, yeah. yeah, you're so much in your tired. That's disheartening, man. Want to hear that today? But I guess I have to look into it. You're still considered a newbie. Do you still get sore right working out or rolling at the gym? Not too often, no more. How do you have you noticed like a physical difference though? Definitely in flexibility and my stamina is a lot better now. You don't have to go into too much detail, but give me an example of the flexibility part of that. Flexibility? I used to not really be able to touch my toes. Yeah, dude, that's a big thing, man. Now I can I can touch my toes pretty well. Yeah. What about injuries? Does this help prevent injuries, or does it actually make you more injured? <laughs> injuries come with the sport, I think. Yeah. As Matt walks in with a cast on his leg. But it wasn't BJJ. A boot, yeah. All my injuries are from motocross. There you go. I think with healthy eating for me, it's just a matter of I hate it when I'm sick. Yeah. 
I got to teach classes and actually I didn't even mention my full-time job is, uh, I, I do x-rays. I'm around a lot of sick patients. So for me to just be healthy and not miss work, whether it's doing x-rays or teaching jujitsu, I just don't want to get sick is my main motivation for eating healthy. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree to that. I hate being sick. You don't want to feel bad when you're rolling, basically. Yeah. I'm a, I'm from the Lone Star State, so we eat tacos all day, every day. <laughs> so once I got into jujitsu, it naturally changed my diet. Without any kind of a regimen, it was like, I know if I eat a big breakfast, I'm going to feel horrible when I get on the mat. I know if I drink the night before, I'm going to be sweating the whole next day. So it was nice because it was a natural evolvement of my diet getting healthy compared to this is what you have to do. Cool. I appreciate you guys sharing your experiences with us so far. I'm going to ask you guys a bunch of series of quick random questions. You just chime in as uh, you see fit. So first question, what do you, in competition, what do you call a fight or a match? Well, wow, that's interesting, Al. It depends on what the what the federation is, right? Because if you do something like who's number one, they'll go fight, right? Um, which is kind of funny. But other than that, like, it, it, like it's just, I guess it's just a match. Yeah. I, I don't think that there's any specific. No special word for it? No. So, like, I guess in determining what the situation is, what is your strategy? What do you do in your... What does Matt Everett Ashton and Rhett do in your first move, depending on the situation, I guess? If you're in a competition, what is your first, what is your go-to first move? Everyone listen, this is how you beat Matt. So when I was a white belt, I, would, I actually did use the strategy of just doing one move, which was just pulling guard. Pulling guard. Can you, yeah. What is pulling guard? Pulling guard means that, and there's two, there's different guards you can pull in, but in gi, it's pretty easy to pull oh, close guard because you can grab the tricep. You have a lapel grip, which is going to be like where the tie area would be. And you place your foot on their hip and you pull them down into you and then you close your legs behind them. Nice. And so then that would be like a base position, very basic kind of starter position in jujitsu where you're down in closed guard. So I would always pull guard for all my white belt matches. And then the last couple ones I would pull D-Path, which is a funny one because a lot of people, uh, the street people don't like D-Path because you can get punched really easy, but that means that nobody trains it in competition. So you can swing into a quick D-Path and it throws them for a big loop. So gotcha. I'd start pulling D-Path in the past few comps. I like how when you were demonstrating it, Rhett was doing the exact same things you were doing. <laughs> what's your first go-to move in a, let's say in a competition? Or what's your favorite move right now? It all depends. I like going for the takedown, whether it's a double leg or single leg, or if we're both latched up, I might try to go for a sweep where I pull them in, stick my leg behind them, and go Sweep the it. leg? Yes, sir. Yeah, you're still young. You can do those double mm -hmm. legs and keep smashing them. Yeah, my son, even some of this obviously translates to wrestling, but that's his favorite move, double leg takedown. And he tried it on me once, and I couldn't walk for three days. <laughs> I fell back on my, my booty. You gotta learn to fall first. I gotta learn to fall, and I'm like 500 pounds, and it's just like a giant boulder hitting the ground. It's not pretty. How about you, Ever? What's your favorite move, or what do you do? Let's say you're at Chipotle, and there is an irate customer, and he doesn't like the way he doesn't like your your scrubs. <laughs> it's against his game colors or something. <laughs> And he gets in your face. What does Everett do? This is before or after I eat. Before you eat. I've seen your son compete. I would probably ask your son for tips. That's the first thing I would do. <laughs> we teach a lot about verbal de-escalation. So anytime you can avoid the fight at all costs, avoid the fight. Step one. Step one. And then how about you, Miss Ashton? Miss <laughs> Ashton, you're at a at Walmart. 
and somebody walks up to you in the park. Always somebody hit two videos of Walmart. On Walnut, man, I tell you, after three thirty, it's you know, lock your doors. They walk up to you in the parking lot, try to take your bag, start choking you. What do you do? Oh, they reach for my purse, just give it to them. There's yeah, there's nothing material that I would fight over. Absolutely not. They take it, but if they do put their hands, my go to is what's the indicator? What is he doing? Is he dragging me from behind? Is he grabbing my wrist? Does he have two arms over my hip? And what I like to do is get him into my guard. That's probably what I go for first. And because I've got the cardio, I know how to wear him out and then go for a submission. Nice. So we go by DEX, defend, escape, control, submit. So everything's situational. <laughs> oh yeah, every, yeah, it's case by case. That's what the whole Women Empowered program is about, is where you could either defend yourself or someone that's in your face yelling at you, some guy drunk at the bar, all the way to bad guys on top of you, mounted you in your guard. What do you do from here? That's it's the scalability that we provide. For layman terms, guard is for women empowered is bad guys' knees are in between your knees, and you're pretty much locked up around. Compared to a mount position, bad guy has his legs over your hips. So, what determines a winner in, in competition? So that once again depends on the organization. Traditionally, what it would be is a point system where you get points for a takedown. That's not to be confused with pulling guard. You don't gain points for pulling guard. For passing the guard, which means escaping the guard, you get an, another set of points. And then you get the most amount of points for mount or taking the back. So that, and then they calculate up those points and you have a time limit. And then the only other thing that can counteract that is a submission. So you could be down 10 to zero and somebody could, you could submit the guy and still win from submission. So your competition has to, to basically tap out. That's a submission. Right, correct. That would be a submission. They so, have to tap out and say, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. Because of the pain. Stop hurting me. Yeah. Basically. Right? Or I mean. Technically, I guess they could pass out too. That happened. <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, especially at the high levels, I've seen it. I think there's even like in UFC, you'll see it sometimes where they're just not tapping until they're out. At that point, a ref's got to get involved. So tapping out is literally tapping, telling the your opponent that you give up, right? right. For them yeah. to stop. And once the ref sees that. Sometimes I cry and say, stop. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. Like what we talked about, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is an art form. That was my, I guess, next topic was like, I mean, it has become popular due to like the UFC and everything. It basically destroyed all the traditional glamorous martial arts. Is that fair to say? I think you could get into the weeds with that on <laughs> YouTube really quickly. Yeah. Where there's a lot of controversy surrounding the fact that they did have quite a bit of say in the way that was run. So... Like, you could go down a, a complete rabbit hole yeah. as far as that's concerned. As we know it now with MMA, it's pretty clear that there is merit to wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, kickboxing, and boxing. And that pretty much, there's going to be a mix of that you're going to need to be well-versed in. Yeah, but uh, for the most part on, on what you see on the movies, it's not very practical in, like, in a, a real-life situation. Cobra Kai would not work against somebody who's like a purple belt jiu-jitsu practitioner, correct? The YouTube videos I've seen, especially of Street Fighters, it's just this guy's just walking along and some crazy maniac is on the sidewalk just threatening to, to beat up people. And then like within 20 seconds, the BJJ guy neutralizes him and waits for the cops to show up. So in a lot of the other videos that I've seen on YouTube, and these, like I am biased because I literally search these up is a lot of these like MMA fighters are basically destroying 
the mystique behind like Tai Chi, all old school martial arts. That's just from what I've seen, my perception. Is that true? Is that accurate? Is it Trump? Some of these like Hollywood style martial arts? Yes, I think some of the styles you're listing are striking arts. Sometimes you're in a situation where you don't want to hit the person. And if you don't want to hit the person, maybe it's just a drunk friend at a party or maybe he's an uncle who's not sure what he's doing. And you don't want to hit him. The only thing to do is hold him. Yeah. And holding is jujitsu. It's gentle art. Sweet. Which, too, that kind of helps with the women because I can't go into a swinging match with a male that's bigger, faster, stronger than me. If he's not punching me and I throw the first punch, what do I just activate him to do to throw a punch towards me? Because of my training in jiu-jitsu, it can make me more self-aware of what I'm getting into. So there's always that chance that someone's just going to walk up to you and sucker punch you. Absolutely. And the fight is done when that happens. But when you start getting that mentality of jiu-jitsu, you're more aware of where you're going, where you're going to be. It's not a competition. It's, hey, I'm just here to have a good time and survive, go home, watch movies with my husband. That's it. And Everett loves those movies. (laughs) Ever, what kind of advice would you have for, as we wrap this up, what kind of advice would you give to like anyone interested in joining up with a BJJ gym? I would say if the school you're looking at has a free class, mm-hmm. free trial, for example, Great City Jiu-Jitsu New Braunfels, we do a 10-day free trial. I would say you never know till you try it. Yep. So just try the school. How about you, Rhett? What kind of advice would you give to your fellow line? Are you a lineman? What kind of advice would you give to your fellow linemen who look at you and think it's like the same thing as the karate kid or whatever? I think it's good for everybody to know a little self-defense. Yep. So I would definitely suggest it. And like he said, find a gym that has some free days and try it out. Give it a try. How about you, Matt? Tips for beginners. Always got to keep going. What does that mean? It means you just got to show up. You just got to show up. That's 99% of the battle with anything in life. But just show up. Yeah. For sure. How would you sell it? How would you sell the guy who's never stepped foot in the gym? You know it's good for them. Let's just say me. How would yeah. you sell it to me? But I've been to the gym plenty of times. You can't tell, but I. That's a good. That's a good question. I don't usually like. I just. I don't usually try to sell it to people. People ask me what I do, and I'll just tell them. I think for maybe it's if it's for your kids, then I'd be like, hey, get your kids in. It's really good for them. It's good for their self-confidence. It's good for their ability to understand how li- how to progress in things in life. Um, so those are the selling points for me is mainly my focus is on the kid. I-, I always feel like trying to convince somebody something is never the right way to do it. Yeah, probably right on that. Um, I think Matt had the perfect answer just showing up. We've had so many women. We had a student that she said she drove by our gym for like over three months. She lived down the street from us. She was, I think she was like in her 40s, 50s. She finally came in. And even when she came in, she stood like at her glass for weeks and just spectated, just watched. until finally she came on the mat. And then she reached all the way to her testing period. And it was just like, this is built for anyone. It's based on your comfort level. There's no speed. We're not going to push you to do anything you're not comfortable with. I got to say, with the Women Empowered, what's cool about that program, too, is not just physical techniques. What I see with the women is the confidence in just creating a boundary. Yeah. Whether it's a, a coworker who's creepy or a family member who's not even sure of your boundary, just creating that boundary, that psychological aspect of the Women Empowered program is another great thing about it, too. So tell me real quick about your where your gym's located and your hours of operation or the classes you offer or whatever. Yeah, so if you want to check out any certified training center under Grace University, go to graceuniversity.com. 
Um, if you're in the New Braunfels area, Grace is used to New Braunfels is our school, and we're at 4306 FM Road 482, New Braunfels, Texas 7132. Oh, the glasses. I feel like I talk about it too much, but I can say it again. <laughs> so we have the beginner programs for kids and co-eds, Gracie Boy. There's Gracie Combatives. We have the Women Empowered program. It's just called Women Empowered. We have Master Cycle, and we also, if you're military and law enforcement, we train Gracie Survival Tactics. So and we offer a 10-day free trial for all programs. There you go. That's <laughs> Can't beat 10 days free. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, New Braunfels. And what can you tell us about your gym and how people can sign up? Like I said, we're the gym I go to is located in Coro, Texas. It's a faith family, j- karate and jiu-jitsu. They offer karate Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Wednesdays and Thursdays, they do jiu-jitsu classes. And then the kids' classes are always before the adults. Nice. Sweet. And about your gym? Sweet. NBTC for short, New Braunfels Training Center. Mark Garcia is the owner over there, and Ed, Eduardo Avalar is the professor. And it's over by American Fitness. They are open Monday through Friday. Uh, they kids class and then adults Monday through Friday. Then open mat on Saturdays at 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Nice. So what you guys are saying, there's no excuses. There's gyms everywhere. Absolutely. Sign up now. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast today and enlightening us on the world of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. We appreciate your time, and uh, thank you guys. Appreciate it. I want to thank GDEC for this. I wasn't too familiar with the company, but when I looked and, and researched some of the podcasts y'all do, it's an amazing company, and I appreciate y'all having us. And thank you, Gunnar, for having us as well. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Yes, thank you very much for having us. And I really like listening to Matt and Rhett. It was so nice to meet you guys and hear a little bit about the sport world. I love it. Yep. Next time you guys have a free event or your gym has a free event, and next time you guys have a competition, let us know. We'll take a bus, a GBC bus out there and root you guys out. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you all. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this episode or have ideas on how we can make this podcast more interesting, just email gvecunplugged at gvec.org with your feedback. Be sure to subscribe to the GVEC Unplugged podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, or Overcast to be notified when new episodes are released. Take care of each other, GVEC team, and stay safe till next time.